right, Anne. <laughs> you sound defeated. We haven't even started. Not at all. I'm pumped up for this discussion. I'm very <laughs> excited to talk about this movie, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, geez, you know, like I said, that's what that's what art, good art does, Chrissy. It just evokes, you know, conversation. <laughs> that's right. We're going to get to this a little later, but Anne has chosen the, the so many things about this movie surprised me. First of all, I thought it was from the 90s. It's from 2018. Oh, I thought I go, oh, it's probably like 2003. And then I was like, <laughs> 2018, like that, that did throw everything off to me. I mean, everything I had thought I had to re- question again. Of course you did. It's a contemporary film, which puts the, I'm going to put this loosely, special effects into, into um, a harsh light, a harsh light. Yeah, agreed. And of course, I'm sure everyone has guessed by now that we're talking about the film <laughs> Alpha Wolf. <laughs> Naturally, that's, you know. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Every, everybody knows about it. Everyone knows that Alpha Wolf. Well, after today, they will. And they should. (laughs) And they should. Oh, boy. Okay. But this is, that's outrageous. (laughs) And it is going to be outrageous. Yeah, this this is outrageous. I mean, (laughs) it does. It is. We're delivering. We're delivering the stuff. I was going to say, sometimes we stretch it. But this. Yeah, it's truly outrageous. It speaks for itself, really. <laughs> I think I texted you. I have so much to say about this movie, and yet there are no words. <laughs> yeah. But look, that perfectly sums it up. It sticks with you. I'm telling you. It sticks with you. It does. Okay. Like a hangover. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to start with our news, Anne. Yes, let's. Okay. This is a good one. And you sent this one to me. And then I actually, Jimmy Kimmel swooped in and stole our scoop. Yeah. He was talking about the other night. You know who else always, I think I said this, Drew, Drew's news, Drew Barrymore show. She sometimes gets some of our news too. They scoop us too. Shows we're on the pulse, Chrissy. We're on the pulse. We're we're like a half a step from, from Drew Barrymore famous. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of. A giant's, an actual giant's step, which, yeah. In the scheme of human history, we're very close. Yeah. Okay. This, so this story comes to us from Russia, from Russia with love. Mm. Uh, it was, it was a security guard's first day, first day on the job mm-hmm. at a Russian gallery. Yeah. And he got bored. This is what he says. He got bored. Well, and there was, <laughs> there's, there's a uh, painting in this gallery by the artist Anna Liporskaya called Three Figures. I think it's a fairly famous painting. It, it has been valued at uh, over a million dollars. So, wow. you know, yeah. Yeah, it didn't come off the refrigerator. Let's just and say it's that it's hanging in a museum. So in and of itself, that's inherently, you know, of value. Yeah, and this painting is of three figures that you should be able to see their eyes, but the artist opted not to paint any features on these faces. Yeah, they're just kind of blank, blank, it's a called, blank canvas of a face. Yeah, it's called Three Figures. Is is the name of the painting? Uh, anyway, he decided to take a ballpoint pen and add some eyes onto the painting. I mean, I don't know how many hours into his job he had been before he decided he was so bored. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, what is it like an eight hour shift? I'm imagining. I would imagine so. Yeah. At what point was it hour two? Was it hour seven? Yeah, he couldn't. He, he keep walking past it and just in his mind go, you know what that's missing? Eyes. Eyes. And I have a ballpoint pen in my pocket just for this reason. That's wild. Yes. Um, and, and one might think that that could be part of the screening for such a position. Do you have an irresistible urge to deface art? Right. And 
are you carrying a ballpoint pen on you? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're so, I mean, that's usually what the point of the guards is they tell you if you're getting too close to the art to like back away and don't touch it, you know, don't touch it, let alone deface it and ruin its uh, artistic integrity. Uh, luckily they can, and I don't know how they do these things, but an art restorer is going to be able to restore the painting. Yeah. Slap a little paint on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, I don't know how they were talking about the different layers. Cause I guess these paintings have a lot of layers on them. It didn't go deep enough. Yeah. He, he wasn't really, you know, it wasn't like a Scantron sheet. He wasn't trying to really get the bubble filled. Yeah. So, uh, the cost of the restoration is being estimated around $5,000 and that it's reported that the company where the security guard works. So I guess it was a private company that was hired to do the, um, do the security. It's they He wasn't hired directly from the museum. Maybe that's how he got past these difficult questions. Like, do you have an urge to, to face paintings? Uh, they are going to be paying for the restoration. But is, but was that really just his only excuse? They said, why did you do that? And he said, I'm, I was bored. Yeah. Yep. And they just said, oh, okay, you're fired. Like, I don't even understand how that works. Well, here's what I have to say. In Russia, who knows what could happen to this guy? I he know. The gulag for all we know. Yeah, I feel like the stakes are high. The stakes are high, which <laughs> makes it even crazier that he decided to do this. Was he, like, mentally unbalanced, I wouldn't? I mean... I mean, one might work, one might wonder he's 60 years old. Maybe this was going to be like his retirement job. And he just, wow. Oh, he was 60. I didn't even know that part. 60. This is, this is a man who knows better. It's not like he, yeah. That somehow makes it more wild. It does. Yeah. Yeah. A 60 year old's got a ballpoint pen and a grudge. That's what I got to (laughs) say. Yeah. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm 60 now and I'm going to live my life for me. Yeah. Yeah. Or he had a burning desire to go to jail. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. All right. Here's one that I know that you will find outrageous, Anne. And I'm sure you probably heard of it because this one has been all over the news. Oh, okay. Have you, have you heard about Jeff Bezos's new yacht? No. I mean, I'm, I get, I don't know. I, I see him and my first reaction always is with all of that money that you have, why would you not get that lazy eye fixed? <laughs> like it boggles my mind. I don't know. I think he's become very vain as of late. I think he would do something about it if he thought it was a, well, either if it was able to be fixed or if he thought it was a problem, maybe he doesn't think it's a problem. I don't know what this guy thinks. I, I really, uh, the, yeah, I mean, I, the world, the world, the world, yep. we're in trouble. Well, get this one. So he has commissioned the world's largest yacht to be built. That's disgusting. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, I can't believe you haven't heard this. In the Netherlands, which I guess is where a lot of these luxury yachts are made. Okay, there's like a spec, they do, they do it specialty. Yeah, the, they're, it's being made in Rotterdam. Okay. Here's the problem. In Rotterdam, there is a bridge that's called De Hef, D-E-H-E-F. That's its nickname. It's actually called the Konigshavn Bridge. Once this yacht is <gasps> built. I already know what you're going to say. And I am, my blood is boiling. It can't get past the bridge because the bridge has, it actually has this thing that raises all the way up, but not high enough because this is now going to be the world's largest yacht. So they have to dismantle the bridge and then put it back together to get the yacht out. That's better than I thought you were going to say. They're just going to like blow it up and be like, good luck to you. No, they're not going to blow it up. And Jeff Bezos has said he will pay for the dismantling of this bridge. Oh, how nice of him. (laughs) So nice. What a philanthropist. (laughs) But people in the city are outraged by this whole thing as they should be as anyone should be and someone should tell jeff bezos it doesn't matter how big of a yacht you make it will not grow your dick any bigger (laughs) so maybe focus on that surgery because this is this is outrageous oh people are outraged so of course what do they do they take to facebook so now there is an event 
a Facebook event titled Throwing Eggs at Super Yacht Jeff Bezos. <laughs> 4,000 people have said they will attend this event where when Jeff Bezos's yacht. Yeah. They're going to trot it out like, ta-da, and it's going to make its maiden voyage into the sea. Yes. And 4,000 people have vowed they will be there to throw eggs at it. Good. I wish, you know, I wish they would throw dynamite. <laughs> I mean, I just find this culture of extreme wealth is just revolting. It's really the fact that this man could take what essentially would be pocket change to you or I and like solve full crises, crises in the world and doesn't do that and instead decides to go to space for three minutes and build a giant yacht is such a moral failing, not only him personally, but us as a society that we, we find this, you know, as something we should want to be. I think it's just disgusting and he's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I will say his ex-wife is donating millions and millions of money. She, please, she got out and she was like, woo. And that's the thing. She's, she's, she's like Brewster's million, millions, millions, millions it up. You know, yeah. she's giving money left and right. And guess what? She's still richer than any of us will ever be and will never be less rich. No, like she's, true. they're literally accumulating so much wealth that you literally cannot give it away fast enough. Like it's not like doing anything altruistic would remotely affect their quality of life by even a fraction. Well, and here's the other sad thing. If these people do try to hit the yacht with eggs, they have done a calculation. It would have to travel about 238 feet to hit the hull. That's far. That's a far throw. Even if they don't hit it, I think just having the solidarity solidarity and the visual of that many people out there just in complete and total disgust say this isn't okay and this isn't something we should be celebrating it's embarrassing yeah like it's yeah. it's embarrassing is what it is well we'll see we'll see what happens it sounds like it is going to happen though i think they are going to dismantle this bridge when this yacht is done of course because rich people can do whatever the fuck they want to do well otherwise what good is his yacht he can't go anywhere what good is his guy? Here's another thing, Jeff Bezos. No matter where you go, there you are. So no matter where this mega yacht takes you, it's not going to fill the hole in your soul that you're so desperately trying to fill. Yeah. Although I, I, I hate to say it. It looks like he's having a good time. It could look that way, but there's no way this dude is happy. All right, Anne. So I, we're going to go from a man you despise, Jeff Bezos, to yeah. one that we both find delightful. Our friend John is back on the podcast. That's right. Hello. It is a pleasure to be on episode 12 of season nine of, uh, of your Only. thriving podcast. <laughs> John, I think you have the dubious distinction of being our most repeated guest, I think. I think so. <laughs> Is that, I'm at three. Yeah, three. Yeah, wow. you broke a new record here, three. Wow, yeah. I'm, I, I, feel, I feel honored. Yeah. That's wonderful. And John also is, is here third time. No um, surprise here is because we are talking about <laughs> a film with, Two stars, double the star power, Patrick Muldoon and Casper Van Dien. And that's when we knew we had to get John back. Yeah. Calling it a film is, uh, it. you know what I would call it? Certainly 88 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you know what? It was. That's the, first of all, by the way, perfect length of a movie. Nothing needs to be longer than an hour and a half. Nothing. That's 100% true. I, um, when I saw, I, I, I looked up some stuff before getting into it and that well, was your mistake. Yeah, that was my mistake. But then I also realized that at that time, as I pressed play, the fact that it was 88 minutes was going to be the best part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think, wow. I, and there's, and the, <laughs> there is a fat 88 minutes in here as well. We could have cut this down to a good hour that's true. Uh, made for TV, you know, jaunt. That would have been a little more. That's true. They could have trimmed a good 10 <laughs> off of there if they needed to. Yeah. 
It's true. Well, that's what, okay. So we're talking about the movie, as we were saying before, Alpha Wolf, <laughs> which- From 2018, uh, which we found shocking. We all were like, it's certainly 2002. No, oh, I thought it was like 96. Yeah, I was 92, going 96. Right. I thought it was early 2000s, but I was shocked to see that it was just a few years ago. <laughs> 2018. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is also a movie that Casper Van Dien not only is the star of, but I believe he's a producer. He's very invested in this film. Yeah, he did it all. He, I think he was, and that's his, his wife, the co-star, the woman. Oh, I just found that out and I can't believe it because one of the, one of my observations while watching this movie is I thought the chemistry between the two of them was terrible. I was like, God, she clearly does not want to kiss this guy. Well, that's his wife. Maybe she doesn't want to kiss him. Maybe the acting is all in the relationship and not on film. So (laughs) yeah. Or maybe she's just doing good acting. Hmm. Uh, Um. That was not a thought that crossed my mind that she was doing good acting. Yeah. So let's just get into the, the thing that we'll loosely call a plot. Yeah. I think, what do you mean loosely? There's a full plot. Okay. Yes, there is. It, it makes no sense, but we'll-, we'll yeah, I don't think just, it makes sense. I'm just saying there's a plot. Chrissy, before, before you start, I just want to let everyone know that if you want to watch this, this is uh, on uh, uh, available on Paramount Plus. It was? By Viacom CBS. <laughs> A mountain of entertainment, Paramount Plus. Ding. It was on Paramount Plus. I watched it on Tubi. Oh, it's it's on YouTube for free. What? Yeah, I didn't pay for it, but I had to have commercials. I had neither. Someone in Indonesia put it up on YouTube. Well, thank you to whoever did that. It's a global audience we're talking about here. Global. Yeah, yeah, global. Well, it is because I will say off the bat. This film starts the way I like a lot of films, which is Moonlit Sky. When I say, when I say, I mean like horror type movies, Moonlit Sky, point of view of monster stalking its prey. Someone going, did you hear that? (laughs) And then chaos before the credits roll, because you're seeing what's going to happen. You're getting it. You know, they've set the tableau. Yeah, and that is the first time you see this werewolf. And that's when I, that's why I thought this was from the 90s because it's so low budget. It's like yeah. they got it out of Party City. If that, yeah, it is a, it, that costume is. Terrible. It looked like the, the gorilla suit, you know, that was very yes. popular for a couple of years there. Yeah, it's, uh, I 100% agree. And if you looked at what they spent on it, I think, Chrissy's right. They actually did go to Party City, um, not sponsored on the on the pod, but uh, yeah. Paramount Plus. You can <laughs> order it today for four ninety nine and stick around for the Showtime double bundle pack. There you go. There you go. Yeah, the the out the costuming is really bad. It it really is. I mean, it's it's terrible. I mean, I will say this: the the special effects in like the wolf man from the 1940s is superior to the special effects in this movie from 2018. Well, and I'm going to say one other thing that really might shock you. The director of this film, because I looked it up, is primarily, primarily, he's not a director. He's only directed four films, none of which you've ever heard of, or maybe you have, Anne. <laughs> he's primarily a visual effects supervisor. What? Yes that's wild that is wild considering what we're dealing with here yeah is kevin van hook was yeah that the- <laughs> my favorite part is it said a kevin van hook production as though as though we were supposed to be like well in that case <laughs> i'm in i was on it's the like, fence but it's it's like michael scott putting like um, a michael scott joint in the beginning yes. of his uh- <laughs> yeah yes. i kept going kevin van hook I, I assumed he was like a horror movie direct you know straight to dvd guy but i guess not visual effects are his bread and butter let's contemplate that for a minute i mean there is bread or butter there's no way it's both. <laughs> <laughs> he did the special effects in i robot what that's what i'm saying in actual films come on the scene where they come upon <laughs> the body of the woman that was clearly someone had computer drawn her pallid skin and the blood 
I couldn't get over that. I was like, this is unacceptable. Like even in like a college project, I think they'd be like, you need to try a little harder back to the drawing board. Yeah. So after that initial scene that you just detailed Anne, where the two hunters get killed by this werewolf in the night. Yeah. Do we know where this is by the way? I, I, they make it seem, they don't ever say where I'm assuming right. it's like a California. Okay. Clearly they did it in California. It's somewhere right? outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Although for all we know, it was like thousand Oaks. I mean, it seems. <laughs> all they say is that there's no internet. They can't, they have no internet, no phone, no yeah. contact with the outside world. It's body service everywhere. No service. No service. So Casper Van Dien, who in this movie, his name is Jack and his wife, Virginia, <laughs> who are having marital problems, yeah. decide to go with their dog, Larry, pivotal role, Larry, who knew? We, we were talking about this. He, Larry is the best character development in the entire film. <laughs> By a mile. <laughs> I care more about Larry. Obviously, I mean, as a dog uh, a lover anyway, I would care about what happened to Larry, but I was really, you know, like concerned, which I guess they knew that too, because where's Larry is like subplot B. <laughs> I swear to God, if they did a drinking game where every time someone says, where's Larry? <laughs> 20 minutes into 88 minutes, you'd be passed down on the ground. All of which could just have been solved with a leash. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or like Larry. keep the door shut. <laughs> or keep the door shut. Shut the door. Shut the door. Yeah. So these two are having marital problems. She has an aunt who has a cabin in the woods and they're like, let's go up there and suss out our marital problems away from all distractions. Which, when has that ever worked, by Never. the way? Like when, <laughs> when, when is the, the solution to the problem been, you know what, we should concentrate more time together right. in a more condensed <laughs> with space. no distractions with no distractions yeah focusing on each other yeah but let me just say this so the first scene they go to this general store that's run by a guy i actually looked him up too because he looks like he's right out of the wwe like he i was just gonna ask yeah. is he he i guess he didn't make it he trained as a professional wrestler <laughs> but went into acting instead <laughs> I hate to say he's not going to make it as an actor either. <laughs> but then also, you know, who's there? Because I could tell just from the back of him standing at the doorway is Muldoon. And I said, Muldoon. here we go. Because I was so excited. He doesn't say a word. He just speaks with his eyes. And his hair. Can we and talk about his hair? Again, that hair. He's wearing a hair piece. He's, he's not. He's wearing his, <laughs> yes. his eyes and his hair. <laughs> He doesn't say a word, but I know what he's thinking just because I could tell from his act acting. But what he's saying is this fan Dean is trouble. Well, yeah, because he go all right, he goes in, they're having trouble. There's another there's a young couple in the store, and Casper Van Dean, aka Jack, is staring lustfully at this <laughs> woman, not even making any attempt to conceal that at all. No, he comes off like a real dick within the first two minutes like for sure you're like okay this guy's like uh, what are you looking at type of guy and like a aggressive like asshole well was it the was the speech about alpha males on the way to was it was it before the general store or was oh i think it, it was after? after i think it was after because yeah he tries to explain to her oh why he's about what asshole. alpha is got it yeah yeah because his wife because again he's not trying to hide it she says to him when they leave what was that about? Because hmm. he also, the boyfriend also notices that he's staring at this girl and starts to get into it with him. And then, yes, then he feels the need to explain. What? What are you looking at? Or something like yeah. that. It yeah. turns out he's just mispronouncing alpha as asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also it's like, we're just in, we're all in this general store with like maple syrup and three t-shirts hanging on the wall. Like, let's just get what we need and move along uh so they get what they need at the, although i don't know do they ever even buy anything at the general store no, i don't they, think they, they did they seem to be woefully inequipped for most things yet always at the general store but then in their house like at one point they're grilling full steaks now i don't know where the <laughs> steaks came from because not the general store that had like three cans available 
Yeah, unless there's something in the back that we didn't see, but it, it none of it made any sense. Where they were getting supplies, why? They had a full-fledged medical facility in the back of that general store. Oh, they did. It looked nice back there. It was like a nice apartment. And then at one point she goes, do you have dog food? I'm like, you're going to a remote cabin. You wouldn't have brought dog food? That's actually the, uh, the, the guy who ran the general store. That was actually that actor's house. I'm pretty sure. They're like, just film it at my place. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be Sorry. easy. It'll be good. So they get up to this house. It's a nice house, but they're both creeped out by the house. It's not a nice house. What are you talking about? Inside looks like a flop house. The walls had, I think, mold. And then at one point she's like, I'm just reading this magazine from like the 80s. Yes. <laughs> Which at this point, it was like many years, knowing it was 2018. <laughs> Well, and you know that makes for great movie watching when you are watching someone read a magazine. Right. Yeah. So there. So immediately things start to happen. Let's just say they go out and the dog back to Larry the dog. Larry the dog is a very critical role here because he they go out. He disappears. He leaves the house and he disappears. Yeah. And she is very concerned about Larry and he is not. He yeah. he's like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Well, he's got his mind set on one thing and one thing only. That's right, John. What is that? It's incredibly awkward sex with yeah. his <laughs> partner where, whose marriage is falling apart. Yeah, he kept being like, you know what I want. And the sex scene was very strange. Very strange. Well, again, and these are two people who got married in real life. That's that's why I kept being like, I, I didn't think that she had any interest in him whatsoever. Well, the character doesn't really. They're really going through a hard time. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that she was doing acting. Wait, are, but that's the other thing. They're supposedly having all this marital problems. To John's point, all he wants to do is hop in bed. <laughs> He's an alpha male. He wants what he wants. All I have to say is that the sex scenes were longer than the ones in Bridgerton, which were already awkwardly long. I felt like this was like, I feel like maybe they actually were doing it and the cameras just kept rolling. Yeah. And you know, why are we still here? This is, why do we need, we're on a seventh cutaway? Like, (laughs) like, we're coming back to it. It's like, oh my God. And what's funny is there's like two sex scenes in this movie that between them and then later with campers, but it's the same routine. It was the lady on top <laughs> and then the old in the underwear and the tank top and then the old reveal with the boobs. It was literally as though it had been choreographed exactly the same. Like well, someone well, goes, well, that's how sex works. <laughs> that's, a, that's, this is what, this is what you do. Yeah. This, it was almost identical. Those two scenes. If you watch back. The hardest working thing in this film was actually the Velcro holding the flannel shirt over her nipples. <laughs> I could yeah. not believe, I mean, we got a solid 10 minutes of her in the flannel shirt doing lots of movement. I mean, she was she was at one point attacked. Yeah, they taped on there good. It was, I mean, that was, obviously that's where all the special effects money went. <laughs> Or like mask, realistic mask or industrial strength boob tape. Bingo. Yeah. Jennifer Wegener needs to uh, be tied in here. So I feel like they should have just let her boobs fly out. Like that would have made it a little more realistic and also more enjoyable. I don't know about more enjoyable. They have this lengthy sex scene followed by her getting up in the middle of the night to go into the kitchen he then comes up behind her which is creepy um because you know something terrible is going to happen and as they're both standing at the window this werewolf comes (laughs) crashing through yeah the window it was like the kool-aid man like the way he barreled through the oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) it was insane and just basically landed no problem glass everywhere and starts attacking the husband yeah but not really like he wasn't like attacking him to kill him like he's biting his arm right why don't you go why don't you go straight for the jugular well and that there's that brings up of course i guess the point that 
anybody would make about any number of horror films. Any other time the werewolf kills a, someone who's not a character that you're supposed to follow, it happens within three seconds. Yeah. With this guy, he not only doesn't kill him, but he allows him to get away. Yeah, which is, he barely maims him. Yeah, ridiculous. He has cool. one bite on his arm. Yeah. It made it seem like they were like, the werewolf came through the window and was like, hey, Casper Van Dien, let's go to the bar. Like, yeah. They had like a little tussle, kind of. Little yeah, tussle. they had a little tussle. She's standing, she's crouched, doing nothing, literally <laughs> doing nothing. I'm like, can't you get a knife? Can't you get a frying pan? Can't you get something to try to help? Nothing. No. Then Casper Van Dien escapes and the dog comes flying in. Yeah. Van Dien just is like, I'm leaving this yeah. werewolf to attack my wife now. Like he literally yeah. walks away, like exit stage left. Yeah. Very casually, like, well, that's I gotta go. Yeah. This is a lot cheaper than a divorce. See you yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this one plays out. <laughs> yeah. So the, then the dog is like the hero, but then the dog gets injured again, disappears. The dog disappears. She's now by herself. Yeah. And oh, and the werewolf disappears. Like the werewolf just decides to leave without killing anybody. Yeah, he's at the bar with Casper Van Dien at the general store. Yeah, he, he doesn't really attack her, oddly. No. Okay, this is this is literally like when I, I mean, I knew the movie was absurd, but when we got to this point, I was really like, okay. So she's all alone. She's frightened out of her mind. Her husband's gone. Her dog is gone. She's in the dark, right? Yeah. She hears something outside. This is like the next day. Like a full day has gone by. Nobody's back hears something outside, goes out to the porch. <laughs> yeah. There is a naked, wounded man on the porch, whimpering. On the por porch mat. Yeah, whimpering. Yeah. She thinks nothing of this and just says, oh, come inside. <laughs> come on in. Come on in. I'm scared to death of, of what's out there. But here's a rando man I've never seen before, naked and whimpering and covered in blood. Yeah. Come in, come, come, come in. I'll, I'll help you. Yeah. And she's, and what's funny is she says to him, like, what's your name? And, but he motions with his hand, like, you know, because of the gaping wound on his neck, he can't answer the question. But when we find out what's happening later, it's very funny to me that he was trying to verbalize yeah. who he was. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss for words. Honestly, I, I was, I, as Chrissy's bringing that up again, I thought I, I, for some reason, maybe I was a little hazy or tired. But as you're mentioning that again, I was like, this is the most, you're right. It did go from straight from this attack, which obviously it was that guy, right? It was that guy, or is that a different werewolf altogether that attacked? And then this guy showed up coincidentally the next day. No, 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 no. It was no. a different werewolf. Well, what we see also, so so simultaneously while she's freaking out and Van Dien leaves after the initial attack, we see him turn into a wolf, werewolf, right? And so he, again, with the special effects that were literally vampire teeth from the dollar store in his <laughs> yeah. mouth. And, but he was doing a lot of screaming, which was good, but a lot of rage. But he turns into a full wolf and straight up murders two people gleefully. The two campers. Right. right. It seems like the, the, the catalytic event that leads to a werewolf attacking you is having sex. People have sex and then a werewolf comes and tries to kill them. Girl on top, boob reveal. Yes. It's, it's, it's on. Yeah, boob. Yes. Once the boob reveal happens with the tank top pulled off, it's all over. Yeah. 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 And of course, I think, I believe those were the same two people that were at the general store, right? Oh, I didn't ever, didn't make that connection. Maybe it was. Oh, I think it was. I think it was those two. Oh. Which also makes sense since he was leering at her in the store. Oh, so the werewolf was Patrick Muldoon. No, 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 that werewolf was Van Dien. No, 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 no. The one that oh, you mean the other one. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Right. That was okay. So that was my question. Was the werewolf that attacked Jack and Virginia Patrick Muldoon? Yes. Yes. 
I believe so. Because he said he was the pack leader. Yeah. And he and didn't he, want some new werewolf coming in. Yeah. And he noticed that he was up to no good. Listen, there's only one guy murdering people after they take the bra off, and that's going to be me. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but Van Dean stepped into that territory is what we're saying. That's right. It was mono e mono or whatever wolf is. Pa-e-pa. Right. Now, I'll just say this. The, the filmmakers took great pains. I don't know if you guys realize this, with the names of the characters. If only they had taken the same amount of detail to the plot, it would have probably what do you been mean? good. Jack. I mean, that's like about as normal as a g- g- right. But and their name, their name is Jack and Virginia Lupo, L-U-P-O. Lupo is Italian for wolf. Okay. Okay. Mind blown. Now, wait for this one. Oh. The Patrick Muldoon character, his name is Reed Oliver which is an homage to Oliver Reed, who played a werewolf in Curse of the Werewolf in 1961. He sure did. I've seen that movie. Okay. And one more, the um, general store owner and the sheriff who comes in the end, both of them who look like professional wrestlers, their last, their brothers in the movie, their last name is Carradine, which is an homage to John Carradine, who played a werewolf in The Howling. Dropping some serious Easter eggs. Yeah, this is this is the subtext that's going on. No one cared about any logic in the plot, but the names super important. No. Well, here's what's confusing. So the next morning, you know, it's morning time. Virginia fell asleep with this naked man, you know, whatever she comes to Van Dean comes in is like, what's up? She's like, what happened to you? He has the bite. She's like, the naked man's gone. So she takes him back to the old general store to get a look at the wound because he's been battered. And this is when things start falling apart for me because it's the guy's like, (laughs) stay here. Let me get the doctor. The doctor's going to come. Doctor comes and is like, you're cool. Don't worry. And then he's like, may I have a moment alone with your husband? Because I guess the doctor's like, well, and he goes, your life's, what's he say? He's like, your life's about to change to Van Dien. But why wouldn't he let the wife hear this? Right. That was my question. I'm like, shouldn't she be aware of what's happening? And also, is the doctor also a werewolf? Is he part of this club or is he just treat the werewolves? I think he, I think he's part of the whole, I think he, the whole community is werewolves. Is that how the uncle died? Yeah. But here's the thing. Oh, is that how the uncle died? Yeah. Muldoon lays it all out, you guys. Of course, of course, leave it. I, well, let me say not enough Muldoon also. Not enough. Muldoon. You know, that's always my first. That was my biggest gripe because when the movie starts, we see Muldoon. And I said, here we go. And then that's it. Not enough yeah. Muldoon. And then 50 minutes later, he showed up again. 50 minutes later, he strolls in. He's like, so yeah. So so what happens at that point? So they're like, you're fine. Van Dean starts getting real aggressive with the wife. Yeah. They stumble upon the body with the wonderful special effects. <laughs> she finds his his uh shirt and puts two and two together like oh my god did you murder this woman and he's like ah! and she flees back to the house that has no walls or windows at this point uh for safety wait this is my other favorite part she goes back to the house and starts boarding up the doors but she only she only like boards up the windows because then when Muldoon comes and knocks on the door it's not nailed shut. She no. just opens it. It just has boards on yeah. it. Yeah. What is the point of that? Yeah, there's like a screen porch door and a normal door. And she's like, oh, he's like, knock, knock, knock. First of all, you've just seen this woman murdered. You think maybe your husband did it. But then a stranger comes yeah. to your door and is like, hey, how's it going? Can I, can I come in? And she's like, all right. As she's sitting in a circle surrounded by knives and also a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, obviously she has no problem with strangers. It's her husband that's the issue. Right. She's like, cool, come, come right on in. He's like, oh, where's your husband? She's like, I don't know. He's, I think he might have murdered someone. So I love that she's immediately <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not sure, but I did just see a dead woman. And I think my husband <laughs> have done it. And Muldoon's like, cool, that's fine. Is this before or after my favorite line in the movie, which is Casper Van Dien? I think when they were discovering 
like what what's happening i feel weird and she's like she's she's asking that and then he says what am i a botanist yeah there were a bunch of pretty funny lines in it well okay so let's just say this so it turns out that all these people are werewolves right who live in this town van van dean turns into a werewolf muldoon's a werewolf i guess the two wrestlers are werewolves possibly the doctor's a werewolf yeah here's here's where my logic starts to get a little squirrely i understand man bitten by werewolf turns in to werewolf okay right. yeah I get that that's canon we all know that's how it works yeah yeah now riddle me this dog bitten by werewolf turns into man that's the innovation <laughs> you wondered about all the time that was spent with references to Virginia Woolf and great literary classics, they this is what they were gonna say. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a whole other thing. Yeah, we're turning it on its ear. How, what if the dog becomes a man? A man who can't talk. He still can only just whimper. That's correct. And here's where I started to get real nervous, and I still don't know what the answer to this is because she. Clearly, even before, even before all this werewolf stuff happened, she clearly preferred the dog to her husband. She yeah. said that to him. She's like, we've been together longer than you and I have been together. This is my primary relationship. Which, by the way, she tells Muldoon she and Van Dien have been together for 20 years, which then makes this dog how old? Like, I'm like, what? math isn't adding up. Yeah, I noticed that too, Anna. I yeah. was like, they messed up that. Yeah. But in the end, she's still with the dog. And I'm like, I do we think that like she and the dog, when the dog is a man, have some kind of Sex? physical relationship? Yes. Absolutely. <gasps> no question. You think so? No question. I'm trying to think of some sort of doggy style joke here, but <laughs> I'll tell you what doggy style is in this movie. She's on top <laughs> wearing a tank top. Because they, okay, so then, well, we'll get to, I guess we'll get to this, but let me just say in the very end, it seems like she and the dog return to the cabin once a month for the full moon, I guess. Yeah. So he turns into a man so she can have sex with him. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I think. Lucky Larry. Man's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Here's, here's the thing. So when Muldoon comes to basically explain the plot of the film like he's there to serve like here's what's going on here and he goes on this big tale about ancient times and at one point he said i wrote this one down this is my favorite line while june said i'm a little more on the metaphysical tip that was his yes. i was like he wrote that one himself he explains that this tribe of wolves has kind of been in that area for years and years and you know there's the one alpha wolf and you know if you're turned into the wolf it shows your true nature so if you're like you know dangerous and violent you'll be a dangerous violent wolf if you're not you're a more relaxed wolf yeah i believe he calls it but aren't you still murdering people even as like a non-aggressive like what are they doing are they just out in the woods like running around he made it sound like if you were a if you were a nice guy, wolf, you would just sit on the porch and kind of chill out. Now, well, looks like looks like I look like Robin Williams now. All right, well, I guess <laughs> yeah, he's like you're more at one with nature and you like run around or whatever. But yeah. be, because Van Dean was so aggressive, mm-hmm. he turned instantly violent. And, and Muldoon's like, we can't be having that around here because there's only room for one. Yeah. And also like, we can't be having people go missing. Like it's upsetting the balance of this community. And so I came last night to take care of it because I knew that he was bad news. And this line was, this entire soliloquy was so uh, nicely put. We could have really had a, I could have just fast forwarded to the 65 minute point yeah. where this speech happens. And then you could have not seen the entire rest of this film. Yeah. We could have just played that 
and been like, oh, there's the summary of the movie. It's almost as if they reinserted that after the film was done. They're like, no one has any idea what is happening. Uh, Patrick, can we get you for like 20 minutes? We'll go to that wrestler's house. We'll refilm yeah. the scene. And we'll just, you know, we'll just real nice tie a knot onto this or tie a little bow onto this entire thing. And he does it all whilst drinking a, a warm cup of coffee. And he's like, keeps sipping the coffee, like regaling her of like this tribe of, of wolves. It's, it's quite good. In the midst of this, Casper Van Dien comes home. He's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and, Van, and, and Muldoon's like, hey, how's it going? I think you know what's up. Mutual understanding. And then Van Dien's like, okay, and picks up a hammer and just puts it right into Muldoon's brain. Yeah, knocks him out. Knocks him out. He like it looks like he killed him. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. He still has the hammer in his head. And she's like, "Oh no!" Like that's her reaction. It's not like, "Oh my god, you just full murdered a man in front of me." She's like, "Oh." I wonder how how bad the movie would have felt if the movie just said the end right there. That was- <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> Starry end yeah. credits. I was like, for an alpha wolf, you really got taken out pretty easily. Yeah. Well, and then he he starts to chase her around. This whole thing happens. They wind up. Oh, we didn't mention this, but the, he crashed their car. He, oh, so right. their car has been rendered useless, and it has a tree on it. Yeah. And it's on some dusty road, and they wind up in the car, and she, or sorry, he does. She winds up locking him in the car and setting it on fire. Yeah. Well, before, I should say before that, with the car accident. Yeah. To continue on your literary theme, they had set up the Harbinger that this was a door that was not going to shut about 14 times. (laughs) Like, it was very clear that this door was going to somehow take or like add some kind of spice or element later on because... How many times did they show, oh, I don't know. We can't get this door closed. Oh my God, good point. That's true, John. And also, didn't he turn into a wolf in daylight? It wasn't nighttime when he he turned into a wolf in the house. I think that was just bad lighting. But here's the thing. This, again, I know it wasn't him. I know it was Muldoon that crashed through the big plate glass window. Yeah. But these werewolves have a lot of strength. She locks him in the car he really doesn't even try no. to get out. I'm like, he could easily break through this window. He could easily do it. Oh yeah. He puts the palm, he puts the palm up to the window and they do palm to palm as if somehow his humanity has returned. Yet we've seen nothing from this man that he had any humanity. No. It's not like he was a cool guy in the beginning. It's like he was always a dick. So that scene felt very untrue to me. And also she wasn't even, she wasn't even torn. Like this no. is supposedly her husband. She's killing him. And like, she's this just is like, how it's going down right now. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that was less them connecting hands and more just him saying, bye. I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap. It's okay. a wrap. I, the marriage, this film, everything <laughs> about it needs to end. And the, this is bye-bye. I'm not even going to try. I know the door behind me is broken and I, and I know I'm not even going to try to get out of it, even despite my super strength. Yeah. He could have broken through the roof. Probably. He could have broken through anything. Yeah. He could have broken through any of it, which he should have. But anyway, he dies in the fire. Yeah. Great effects on the, on the fire on his face, by the way. I mean, really. I mean, the special (laughs) effects are just I mean, and then what? Oh, and then she goes back to the house, yeah. right? And then Muldoon emerges, not dead, in the same wolf costume, clearly, because yeah. it's extra ill fitting on him. And she remembers this, <laughs> the silver dollar. That's right. That was left behind. And somehow just pressing, lightly pressing a silver dollar to his head was enough to get once again kill what we're told is the strongest wolf of all did she put it right in the hammer in the hammer? maybe that's was maybe it got in there good but yeah, she just it looked like she, just, she just lightly kind of pressed it yeah. atop the flammable well, it is it was a flammable wig and then it started going but once again she's now murdered 
Muldoon. Yeah. As well. I mean, yeah. murder. I mean, I guess it's self-defense, but it is. And that, as we said, that's basically the end of the movie because then we see her <laughs> returning to the general store. I think they said like two months later or something. She or... drags Muldoon's body yeah. somehow in broad daylight. She drags his body, puts it into the car, oh, yeah, and yeah. creates this tale. Yeah. That the two of them drove off together and then the car must have caught on fire and they're both dead. And everyone just goes, that checks out. <laughs> they're also both werewolves. It's not like they look like people at that point. They're werewolves. True. So they're finding two werewolf bodies. And <laughs> she's going to go with That's right. Mrs. Uh, Van Deen and Muldoon. Yeah. I almost feel like we need Muldoon to come back in and explain everything else one more time. Well, I needed him to explain the very ending to me because this is where it really fell apart for me. I like that you were still in at this point. I know, like at that point, this is what it lost you? Yeah. They go back in and she meets up with the guy again, the ex-wrestler turned actor. And he's like, wow, I didn't think you'd be, you'd be back in town, you know, after everything that's gone down. And she's like, no, you know, it's good. It's good to get away, blah, 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 blah. And they're kind of speaking in code back and forth. Like they know that she knows about the werewolves and they vice versa. But they say something like basically that Muldoon was also bad. And they needed to, but they kept talking also about sealed records as though they were, <laughs> somehow Muldoon got sealed records on Van Dien mm-hmm. and knew that he had murdered at some point. But then they also talk about sealed records from Muldoon, where I guess he was a bad guy also, and they didn't want him to be the alpha wolf basically. And so she did them all a favor by killing them both. We can find out all in CSI Wolf Town, available <laughs> on Paramount Plus. I, I, I don't, I, and uh, trying to find logic in this film is uh, because then, then he handed her the the silver dollar that had been charred as yeah. almost like a, and he's like, we look out for each other around here. Like now yeah. we're cool because you took care of our problem. And she's like, that's great. I'm going to go have sex with my dog when he turns into a man. <laughs> and I'll be back later for steaks. Well, interestingly enough, this, this movie sent me, because as we know, probably most people don't, Van Dean and Muldoon are like the Newman and Redford of like D movies. That's right. They have done so many movies together. It's incredible. Actually. I love it. Siskel and Ebert and Newman and Redford and Van Dean and Muldoon. Rizzoli and Isles. That's right. Rizzoli and Isles. It is not on the level of Rizzoli and Isles, let's be honest, but I love it. I don't love it any less. I don't know if it is. But so I was looking at Casper Van Dean's biography. Here's some fun, fun facts for you. He okay. has many. I think he wrote his own biography too, because I'm telling you, it's 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 hilarious. He has, I've never seen this before. He has, they listed his nicknames. Have you ever seen that in a, in an IMDB biography? What's his nickname? It's Casp, C-Man, Van, Cap, hmm. Cap, all right. Tarzan, because I don't know if you know this, he played Tarzan. All right. Casper, which is not a nickname, that's his name. That's his actual given name. And Rob, Rob with two Bs. Hmm. Yeah, I also don't know if you know this, but he he's in the insanely. This is what they say. I've never even heard of this, but however, it's the insanely popular Machima web series, Mortal Kombat Legacy seasons two and three. Oh, seasons two and three. Oh, I love I love Mortal Kombat the movie, and he won Best Actor for his comedic chops in this web series. Good for him. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. He's got comedic chops. Here's the last fact on Casper Van Dien on his IMDb. He is dyslexic. So he's doing this with a, <laughs> with a, with a learning disability. Incredible. He's a real inspiration. I, I think he's, I love him. Well, wait. Okay. But wait, this is the other thing. So it also said he has turned to directing. So I looked up what he's directed okay. and he directed a movie called Patient Killer. <laughs> Who's in that? Is he in it too? He's the star. 
Muldoon is in it. Get out of here. That's the next one. That's your fourth visit, John. Patient killer. Here we go. When I looked it up, though, they did point out that no one dies in this movie, though it's called Patient Killer. Mm. <laughs> Even better. That's just his name. His name is Rob Killer. It has nothing to do with anyone dying. <laughs> no. Patient Killer. And this, this movie won Best Film and Best Director at the Fort Lauderdale Film Awards. <laughs> I'm in. Can we go to the Fort Lauderdale? I, I think they give, I think they give tickets out on the street. Like anybody want to right. attend? Yeah. They're literally pay. They will pay us to go there. Oh, you have a podcast. Yeah. It's like being an extra. Like if you want to go watch the dating game, they're like, no, come on in. It's fine. Yeah. We'll give you money. No, but we should get like press passes. Yeah. I would. I'm not even joking. I would <laughs> love that. Are you kidding me? Love press passes. Press passes. You will have front row seats guaranteed with or without vip i'm not even joking like that would be a dream an absolute dream my favorite part is no. the acronym is fliff <laughs> yep i'm i'm so excited we can have microphones on the carpet and ask questions mm-hmm. i mean maybe muldoon will be there maybe muldoon will be there I got to get there early. I got to get tan. I got to get ready. We'll do it on the carpet. We'll do it on the carpet. That'll be the next, uh, that'll be the name of the documentary you make about Patrick Muldoon. That's right. And they're going to go, where did you meet him? And I'm going to be like, met him at Fliff. (laughs) (laughs) It was meant to be. The $50 I spent on that spray tan was worth every penny. Right. The $99 each way flight. And the and the ninety nine dollar hotel room, worth it. This is gonna change our lives. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're the better, but it will. <laughs> will. All right. So Alpha Wolf. Yeah. Is this a Muldoon? I think for this one we can't say a Van Dean. What's the worst possible rating on the Muldoon? Muldoon. Muldoon. It's like thumbs down. Or is it a Muldoomed? I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, mold don't. Mold don't is. I think it gets it gets a big mold don't from me. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say it's funny for how ridiculous and absurd this movie was. It actually the time kind of went by fairly quickly. Like I was like, wow, this is moving. Yeah. For that reason alone, I'll give it a Maldine. I'm going in the middle. Oh. I'm gonna also go Maldine because it's short and sweet. I had some laughs. It wasn't as funny as Turbulent Skies, though. No. That was one of the most genuinely great movie-watching experiences I've had in the last couple of years. They can't all be Turbulent Skies, but this one was all right. Like, when it ended, I was like, okay. Hmm. Is it Fliff-worthy? Are you kidding? Of course it's Fliff-worthy. I will say I was sort of haunted by the dog turning into a man. That haunted me. I give it credit just for going there and for like, we're going to turn this genre on its head. And why there isn't a movie called Larry out, like a sequel where it's about Larry being part wolf, part man, or part dog, part man. Like they need to get on that. Here's something funny. I looked up on Google. What happens if a dog is bitten by a werewolf? Well, what's it say? Someone on Ask Reddit has asked this question oh and two people have answered what did they say the first one who i'm proposing is kevin van hook says <laughs> yes it will become a human during full moons <laughs> and it's it, and that message is from four years ago and then someone else first and then the second answer is about seven lines long and I'll just say it starts out, no, let's look at the genetics for a second. <laughs> and I'm out at that point. I stopped reading. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm changing my mind. I'll, I'll give it a Maldine. <gasps> John, just because of the dog fat? Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, it really, it's, I think it was a courageous decision. <laughs> Don't you think? It was definitely courage to make this movie. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of courage. All right. 
here's my last question. This movie apparently had a budget of 1.2 million. Did they make their money back? Yes. Internationally, yes. Right. These are questions for the panel at Fliff. Yeah, I would ra- raise my hand at Fliff. Okay. <laughs> Ann Morris, that's outrageous. Um, in terms of, of revenue. And a uh, follow-up question. What are you doing for dinner tonight, Patrick? That's right. I'm going to go, it's on me. And I'm wearing a tank top. <laughs> I didn't get this tan for nothing. All right. Well, Anne, I have to say you've really outdone yourself with this one. Alpha Wolf is one for the ages. Well, I'm glad. A sentence no one has uttered before today. <laughs> That's true. Well, except for Cap or <laughs> Rob. What is what is Rob think about? Or Tarzan. <laughs> so no one decided to call him Ghost, though. No. No Casper references. An incredibly You're right. No. You're right. Casper is one of his nicknames, though. Let's not forget that. Yeah. But Rob is surely an inside joke between him and like three other people, maybe. But that's yeah. about it. But he wanted to include it. Muldoon. So the true fans know. Yeah. All right. Well, John, thank you once again for coming on. Always, always a pleasure to have you here. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate your uh, your invitation. That was so yeah. fun. Not as fun as Fliff is going to be. We're all yeah. attending. Yep. <laughs> We're all attending Fliff. November. Clear schedules. Outrageous.